welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we are once again joined by Mickey Limmer. Mickey is a real estate agent with Bailey's Canterbury, and he's on the show talking about how we can get the best deal when we take our investment properties or our owner-occupied properties to the market. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how can how do you choose the best real estate agent and we're specifically going to focus on the questions to ask a real estate agent in order to figure out whether they're legit or not. So you might uh, ask ask a couple of real estate agents to come around to your property, give an appraisal for you, but how do you actually figure out which one to go with? Now Mickey, this is probably a question you've been asked many, many times. What's the usual advice around this? How do you pick the right real estate agent? Well, firstly, Ed, um, I think it's really important to get a couple of opinions. So um, especially if you've been in your property for, say, 15 years and you're looking to sell it, it's your biggest asset. Like if I went to get a paint quote or if I was wanting to get a new roof done, I'd get two or three quotes. Selling your biggest asset, you'd be crazy not to get three agents around for their opinion. And um, naturally, when they come around, firstly, you need to respond well to them. You need to know that you're going to be dealing with them for... I don't know, two, three, four months, depending on your sale process, you're going to have to have a working relationship with them. And secondly, they've got to uh, have a really good understanding about your property and your property's major benefits. So whether that be area, um, whether that be the type of property that it is, or even um, some key attributes if they live in the area, for example. Fantastic. And what sort of questions should we should we start to ask? Because I, I'm sure that if three you know well presented agents came around, I'd be like, oh, they all seem like like three nice people. What sort of questions can I ask to figure out whether they'd be the right fit or not? So um, typically, when we go around and see a prospective vendor, they'll say, hey, Mickey, we want to know number one. What do you think our property's worth on the market today? Number two, what sort of marketing that you think is going to be uh, valuable for us to engage in? And number three, what is the sales process that you advise is going to work best for our property at hand? And walk us through as well, you know, which of those are the most important question? I mean, I always think, well, real estate agents, yeah, they're, they're in the market a lot, but they don't have a crystal ball. I mean, they can all look up the same data via core logic to get the E value or from velocity, you could get the, the automated value ma- metric, the AVM. But, but you know, which, which is the most important question? And what are, more importantly, what are the right answers? Yeah, so um, number one, when it comes to what is your property worth, if you get three agents in, typically they will give you three different answers. And if you get, say, 10 valuers in, they're all going to give you 10 different values. The real uh, value add for your property is an agent that understands the role in the sales process and managing that so that you can maximise your, your investment there. And, and as well, should I be asking things like who, who would buy this property, like who's the ideal customer? We often talk on the podcast about that you should always think when you buy a property, who the person you're going to sell it to. Is that the sort of sort of thing as well, seeing whether, whether that matches up with who you thought the buyer might be? Absolutely. Um, what what we typically do is um, I work with a colleague of mine and we normally sort of bang our heads together and say, Who's the buyer for this house? Who are we going to look to target this to? Whether it be a first-home buyer, a second-home buyer, an out-of-town buyer, um, a retiree who's looking at downsizing, or uh, maybe even somebody looking to invest. 
And as well, I imagine that it's really important for real estate agents to understand the local area. So one question somebody yeah. might ask is, well, you know, what have you sold in the in the in the local mm. area? Why is why is that important? So I think dealing with an agent that has a really good understanding of the local market and maybe an agent that has recently had some good success in the area will leave clues. So if somebody has um, had a massive sale down the street, let's say they had an auction and they had four or five underbidders, they're a great person to get around. Or maybe they've done a deadline sale process around the corner and they've had five offers on it, for example. They are going to have a really good understanding of not only who the buyers are looking to go after your home, but number two, what they've actually looked to bid or buy or offer. Plus they've got four people that didn't get a house, so uh, they've already got a network. Yeah, exactly. I, I always say like a, a really good agent um, who runs a sales process really well will uh, be able to nurture the buyers from day dot and and present your property till its to its full potential. So whether that means um, you know long conversations with them, giving them good confidence in the home, nurturing them through it, because I think uh, a buyer that is very uh, comfortable and confident about a property will no doubt pay you the premium. Yeah, and so actually, just I'm thinking also speaking about paying the premium. Um, Bailey's is a very recognised brand. Um, it's probably one of the more premium brands. You pay, uh, you know, around four yeah. percent for the sale of price. Same as same as Harcourts. Uh, we oh, don't we mention them. Mate. We used to be, uh, and Ray White. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there that are that are selling for one percent. What's yeah. your What's your um, take on that? Um, there's an old saying, and I always seem to track back to it when this question comes up. Um, good is not cheap and cheap is not good. So you get what you pay for. Hey, look, I always say, like if you were looking to launch um, a clothing brand and you want it to be a premium option for those in the market, would you launch it at Kmart? So like a 1% agency, for example, or would you launch it at Ballantines, a premium outlet? The reality is, is that the buyers in the market, no, they will still put a discount on the, on the price that they offer given if you if you're with the one percent, they're going to offer you slightly less. But if they're coming to compete and they're with um, a premium company like Bailey's, they will know that they're going to have to dig deep. And I guess there are two things in that as well, Mickey. One is, can you still, if you go for the cheaper option, can you still get the ideal buyer, the buyer that's going to come along? Are you going to get a professional process, sales process run? And are the buyers going to be? Um, bid it up to the same degree. Obviously, if you're getting a 4% commission versus a 1% commission, mm. you can spend a lot more time on the property and mm. you've got a lot more stake in trying to get those buyers up rather than running as many sales processes as possible just to get get enough sales so that you're able to 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 make enough ma- enough income to keep yeah. going. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got 1% commission versus 4, you've got to sell four times more properties and so you just need to get them across the line as opposed to getting a really good price for it. Yeah, that's a it's a good question, and and I always say like, if an agent was really really good, do you think they'd be charging one percent for their services, or do you think they'd be charging four percent for their services? Because I can tell you right now, if you're a top architect in town, are you the cheapest, or are you the most expensive? I always say typically most expensive. You get what you pay for. 
Yes, we're actually going to go see a lawyer tomorrow to talk about bright line tests. And I tell you what, I think he's charging us about $450 an hour plus GST. He's not the cheapest, but we're hoping he's the best. <laughs> um, and, and I tell you what as well, Mickey, the one thing I'm really interested in is I imagine the question is, well, how would you run the campaign or what sort of sales process in terms of auction, deadline sale or, or price by negotiation would, would you offer? What's usually the right answer based on, based on the sort of property I have? Or how does the type of sales process I would run and why don't you just walk us through the, the differences between those three as well with which one you would typically run based on the type of property you have. When it comes to properties that I bring to market, Ed, um, 30% of those are typically priced, 30% of them go into an auction campaign and 30% go into a deadline sale campaign. And there is some re- rationale around that. Uh, if you've got a property that sits under $600,000 in Christchurch, I find they work really, really well in a deadline sale process where a lot of the buyers that are looking to purchase in them are either first home buyers or second home buyers and they typically will have some banking restrictions. So they may need a valuation, they may need a building inspection, they may need a whole lot of other um, stuff going on. So getting them to an unconditional position without the security of knowing that they've actually secured the home bloody hard so um, but in terms of properties that are sort of above that 600,000 750, 800 and especially above a million I typically think an auction campaign works very very well as most of those buyers have plenty of equity or are coming into it with a reasonable amount of cash and they can uh, very comfortably Get, in, get into a cash unconditional position. So if I've got a more expensive house, a more premium house, I'd tend to use a use an auction sale process rather than yes. a deadline sale or a negotiation, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. The reality is, in our, in our marketplace at the moment, most campaigns or most properties are going to a no-price campaign. Um, so we don't put too much price out into the market. It's a deadline in, wh- in which that the buyers have to act. So whether that be the auction day or the deadline offer day. Really interesting. Well, let's wrap it up there, but yeah. please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you'd like some more property investment advice and tips in your life, check out our Instagram. I'm going to link that in the show notes. So go there to find out more. But what we actually do is every second day, we post a new carousel, which which gives new insight or an update on the property market. Uh, we're tending to get some really good feedback. So go there to follow us and check it out there. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. And I'm Andrew Nickel. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.